favorite theorem, the math podcast with no quiz at the end. I like how we're always besmirching other math podcasts, which as far as I know, also don't have quizzes at the end. I'm your host, Evelyn Lamb. I am a freelance math and science writer in Salt Lake City, Utah, and this is your other host. Hi, I'm Kevin Knudsen, professor of mathematics at the University of Florida. Okay, full confession. I don't listen to other podcasts, so I don't know if they have quizzes at the end or not. Shame. They probably don't. I mean, how would yeah. you even administer that? That's right. It's just, That's right. Yeah. 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 We, we, we don't need to find this out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we we are we should we should just get right to Let's it. Let's do today. it. Yep. Yep. We are very happy today to uh, invite Dinah Taimina onto the show. So Dinah, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and we'll get started. Yeah. OK. Hello. Thank you for thank you for inviting me. And um, actually, I didn't, I didn't, didn't prepare much to tell about myself because usually I tell my students, you know, just search for me on the internet that knows more about me than myself. Maybe even some of it's true. Mm. Maybe yes, uh, far, yeah. Sometimes it's true. Yes. So well, okay. I was um, okay. Well, I was teaching about twenty years. I was teaching mathematics in University of Latvia, and at about the same time, I was teaching in Cornell, where I. Now I have stopped teaching and mm -hmm. um, I officially count as I retired. So it means I have a free time to do whatever I want. Nice. And yes, and then some, sometimes, well, it has been now for 25 years, I have crocheted hyperbolic planes. Mm. And I guess that's what people know most. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because when I'm some, sometimes I am introduced and people, oh, yeah. And then uh, this uh, person who is introducing me says, you know, like, she's the one with hyperbolic planes. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, I know that. And like, okay, I guess that's my, that's my other name. <laughs> yeah, and our, in your multi-talented, our listeners can't see it, but when we were saying hi, we saw that you have some of your very own paintings in the background uh, on mm -hmm. on Zoom where I'm seeing right now, and they look very lovely. So you, you do art in addition to crochet and math? Actually, that was before, and I, and the reason why I was doing I was doing art is I signed up for a watercolor lessons because I knew that I'm very bad at art because when I was in school I was told I can do anything but art, and at that time in Cornell I was teaching students who were very afraid of math and most most of them were actually architecture or art students or music students. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to experience how it is to take some uh, some subject where you are told and you believe all your life that you are bad and you can't do it. So I did it. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, and that was interesting experience. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. and it looks like with some practice, you gained skills. Amazing how yeah. that works. I did that too, actually, about a year ago. I, I, I cannot draw. I am terrible. So maybe we have the same issues here. And yes, yes, yeah. yes, exactly. And, and I, did, I took a, I took a, like a, just a two hour drawing workshop online where you draw birds. And I actually drew something that looked like a bird at the end. So I, you know, it, it can be done. And, and yes, and... because like, this is what you, what you learn is that, and then I was explaining my students too. I brought in one of my paintings and I said, it's actually, what I realized is there were things which I knew, I knew well perspective. Mm -hmm. I, I knew how to do composition from photography, you know, just like doing some photography. Mm -hmm. And all I needed was like, you know, I did need some technical skills. Mm -hmm. And that is the same in mass. 
you do need to learn some technical skills and then you can then you can get on so it's not yeah. that different yeah yeah right yeah that's a a great uh a great lesson to learn and to help share with your students like hey we're we're all learning various things i i have this background you have this background but like mm -hmm. we we can all improve in various areas of our lives yeah yeah well the name of this podcast is My Favorite Theorem. Yep. So what is your favorite theorem? Well, as I told you, that is like, so that's my favorite theorem is the Zargos theorem. Mm, and okay. uh, yes, and then we'll, it, actually it started with some more ancient theorem, which is Pappus theorem. Mm -hmm. And it was somewhere, I think I was in middle school, yeah. And I was le I, I read about like this. I was reading something in a mass history, and I read that there is like this ancient theorem where, if you are having a two lines and then you choose three points on each of them, and those lines are not non-parallel. Well, if, on uh, parallel, then they are. That's um, um, that's that's a very, like it's uh, like so simple case, mm -hmm. but. If you have like two lines at some some kind of angle, and then you choose, and then you then you connect uh, in pairs points from these lines, then you always have like a three points which are on the same line. Mm -hmm. And I know, like I was just like, that's okay. It was so so old. I'm I'm so old that at that time there was no <laughs> geometry, <laughs> geometry sketchpad or 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 any mm -hmm. of these programs. There was no computer. Mm -hmm. So I was just kept drawing these lines and, and finding those points. And it was just amazing. And then, of course, I was like, oh, what else is there? And that's when I discovered this, this Argos theorem. And, like, and then uh, in a way which said, okay, it's uh, if two triangles are uh, situated, that the three lines joining their corresponding vertices all meet at a single point. Then the points of intersection of the two triangles corresponding sides, if those intersection points exist, all lie on one on one line. I, I couldn't. I, I read it and I couldn't believe that. So again, I took pencil and I took a straight edge and I started to draw like a various ways and it really finding these points and having them and and then later learning that. That the converse of this Desargos theorem is also true, and then the, that's a converse uh, theorem. That's also a dual theorem. So it was just so fascinating, and in some ways, like so. Yes, that was like this perspective, and and then yeah. So that was something like um, different from the geometry. You know, like exactly the geometry we were having in a school, and so that's kind of like led to perspective, and yes, and I was just like really very, very fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is one that has come up a few times for me in in things I've read or people I've talked to in the past few years. But but yeah, I love geometry um, for a long time, and and this is not a, a theorem that I was exposed to in most of my geometry education. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, and, and and it's very it's very interesting that you can you can prove this theorem using a, another ancient theorem, Menelaus theorem. Okay, I'm not going to talk about that, but that sounds very algebraic because that uses uh, uses uh, very proportions, and it's totally in Euclidean geometry. Mm -hmm. But I like 
I like the way how Desargos himself saw, and he actually was thinking about it, like in in uh, three dimensions. And then it's simple when you are cutting like a, when you are cutting like triangular pyramid with two planes, and then it's just totally obvious. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, I'll right. have to to sit down and and try to visualize that a little better. Right, isn't the simplest proof? Don't you use three? You have to go out into three D, and then it sort of like you say, sort of becomes obvious. Exactly. Right. Yes, right. in a three. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's one of those. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. one of those like 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 cases. And 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 that was like so great. You know, like mm -hmm. you just jump out of like, and then it's obvious. And then <laughs> it's it's also the other the other thing is if you are having, so you know, like you can imagine that you are having a book. Or, 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 or mm -hmm. yeah? Mm -hmm. So now you are having a point, and then you are projecting triangle. Mm -hmm. And then all you do is you imagine that those lines, that they stretches. And then all you do is you open it up in one plane, mm -hmm. and there's a clear theorem. There's the proof. <laughs> yep. I, I, wish, the I, proof. I wish our listeners could have just seen that. That was... Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how to describe. <laughs> yeah, so so this actually came up for you in in school in Latvia, like the, the, like your yes. instructor actually taught. Uh, Pappas no, or no, not? I was no, I believe okay. I was reading something from Martin okay. Gardner. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. There or, you go. Yeah, or or something. Yeah, something you know, like outside. But I did had like a wonderful geometry teacher. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So were you, you were interested in math very early uh, in your education? Um. I, it was just one of my easiest subjects. I was interested more in literature as languages. That's what you are saying, you know, like an mm -hmm. arts and something. Math, it was just something, you know, just just comes by nothing. It's just, <laughs> it's just simple. It's just simple. <laughs> just seeing things. Yeah. I mean, well, so Evelyn, maybe you had this experience. I mean, I, I, I became a mathematician because I was always good at math, right? It was the thing that was kind of the thing that I could easily do. And so it's sort of interesting that you was sort of this easily thing you could do, but you you liked something else more. Oh yeah, yeah. yes, okay. that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I had a sort of a similar experience to you, Dinah. I think where um, I was, you know, quote unquote, good at math, good at arithmetic, basically right. in yeah. elementary school, and I liked the proofs in geometry, although I didn't understand that those were real math. Also, I mm -hmm. thought it was just like the two column you know, proofs divert oh. yeah yeah, yeah, right, yeah. But I, I liked yeah. the logic part of it sure. you know, working it through but but i thought arithmetic was was real math mm -hmm. um and so yeah i wasn't as interested in that i was more interested in I, I i really liked science but i did a lot of music also and stuff but eventually it wasn't until college that i really kind of fell in love with it and mm -hmm. decided to devote my life to it in at least some form right right <laughs> including podcasts at this point so yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you have been successful sure so so have you used this at all i mean so did so is this a theorem that you used in your own in your own mathematical work or is it just something that you just love no I, this is something which i love yep. <laughs> yes yep. because yeah no it's uh well using it's uh, i don't know like well in in, in teaching you mm -hmm. know like mm -hmm. and then and like uh, if i need to talk sometimes i have used it talking like with uh, also like with in schools you know you go meet students and show them something like oh there is some fun and some beautiful things but mm -hmm. 
no. Uh, also, like what's, um, I was teaching history of mathematics for, for many years too, and I loved that Desargus himself, he never published actually the theorem. It, mm. was, uh, it was published by his student, uh, Abraham Bosse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and I think that he mentions that exactly this Desargus that he said like, okay, well, you know, this three-dimensional proof. But also, like, there was an interesting thing when Desargus, uh, he belonged to Mersenne's circle, mm-hmm. and that is the same circle where was um, also Descartes and Pascal. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like, and then all this mathematical writing and, you know, just that exchanging exchanging ideas so that's uh, fun mm-hmm. i was trying to find out i know like that there was a some um indiscreet mathematics where there is used like these um 10 point and, and 10 line configuration and then that can be used to solve some problem and i remember there was like some sports problem but i didn't didn't remember mm-hmm. like you know just precisely what but it's it's interesting. It's 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 interesting, and then like the other thing which I like um, about this, not only this perspective, but that you can, you know, like that's what I say. Like you can exchange points with lines and lines with points, yeah. and so you know, like, and that is something. Just uh, yeah. So um, in some ways, maybe this is why I was just you know getting more interested in mathematics. Like okay, what's beyond you know like what we learn in school, mm-hmm. so that there is. Yeah, this this was this was like I guess I guess that was like yes yeah, the very first example that I found that is a something more about math you know like more fun than you learn in school which I wouldn't say that I was bored but still but there is something oh there is more mm-hmm. yeah well and you mentioned the exchanging points for lines but which I always feel like I've I've sort of pulled one over on someone if if you could do that kind of duality thing and you know like uh-huh. okay well move you know intersections of lines to like a different line and then the points intersect at the where the lines were or something and mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's always very satisfying i think yeah. so part of this podcast is that we ask our guests to pair their theorem with something the way you might pair food and wine or um food and your favorite jazz cd or something <laughs> like that i i'm not appealing with the youth to the youths if i say cds i i don't know if Jen oh. knows what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like floppy but, disks. We have to say vinyl. Yeah. Vinyl floppy disks. Right. Yes, floppy disks. Or Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what have yeah. you chosen to pair with this theorem? Uh, with a travel. Okay. Okay, yeah. Yes, yeah, so for me, like it is okay if you, exactly because you can change these points and lines, and then if we go back to that bit, what I was talking about, like this uh, projecting the triangle through that one point, mm-hmm. and and that's what I was imagining. If I am that point, and then I'm looking on some place on this first triangle, but when I travel. You know, like it really expands what I'm seeing when I mm-hmm. get to that second triangle and see it in reality. Mm-hmm. And then I can go back and that would be like exchanging, yeah. you know, like so that would be this duality from that place. Now I can see myself differently. Oh, this I love is that. A very thoughtful pairing. <laughs> yeah. And, and where are some of your favorite places that you've traveled? Well, there are, there are, there are places like I always like to travel to Sicily. So this is this is this is a very um, 
very significant place for me because that's where I met my met my met my husband, and then we had been returned back there, and it's never too much to go back there. Mm-hmm. So I liked I liked that. Well, we 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 managed to travel, mm-hmm. and like I liked my travel to South Africa, and mm-hmm. and actually what I like in my travels is to meet people, and I think that's what those those big triangles when you project is you meet the people and you talk with people and uh, I don't travel like without some purpose and mostly it can be like really meeting people mm-hmm. and 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 doing some you know like workshop or talk or on and, and then of course learning about the place where I am yeah and I, I always love how you you learn both that the way you're used to doing things isn't the only way to do things mm-hmm. and that there are similarities across cultures that you, you know, that we're all kind of the same in some way. So mm-hmm. there, you kind of, those two contrasting ideas, but maybe they're dualistic in yeah, some way right. as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's 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 like one of the things is, you know, like since I, I was like in Europe and I, I have been also knitting a lot and I come here and I see there is another way of knitting and I'm just like staring. It's just like so totally different. <laughs> but at the end, you know, well, we get we get the same same thing. Yeah. Well, and since you bring that up, I did yeah. want to mention, as you said, you might be best known in in the math community for your hyperbolic crocheting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that that's, you know, Desargues theorem is from Euclidean geometry, not hyperbolic. But I, I would love to talk a little bit about kind of where hyperbolic crochet came from. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just how you got the idea to do that. And it, it everyone loves it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm glad. It's it's just because I had to teach um, hyperbolic geometry, and mm-hmm. uh, well, it happened. It's it's like this. So the summer, like in in a month, it's 25 years since I crocheted in my very first plane, mm-hmm. and I'm really surprised people still interested in mm-hmm. that. And and it's kind of like now a usual thing. It was. Um, it's also like like with this. Um, like with the Zargas theorem, you know, like you go in 3D and then hyperbolic plane, you can see only in 3D because it's, uh, yeah, yeah. If you if you project, then those are maps like in uh, on in 2D, but in 3D, and then uh, particularly is that you can you can you can just touch it, and mm-hmm. you can do like a tactile exploration, and so well, so so that's yes, my my main purpose was exactly for my students so that they could like touch and explore it because mm-hmm. i saw i saw the uh, i saw the paper model which was you know like which was done and um, but 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 one thing is to glue paper model which i did but then once you fold it so that would be like you know for next class you have to do it again mm-hmm. and I was like okay mm-hmm. now I need something more durable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so yeah. that was just like really for a teaching and then uh, it's interesting that this hyperbolic plane started to teach me you know like mm-hmm. when it when I got suddenly you know just unexpectedly for me uh, invited for the first art show you know like now I had to learn okay what what does that mean so you know just and 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 finding some finding colors and ways to express and yeah so and it has been going on and on and on yes yes and so Mm -hmm. so my my, my wife actually crocheted me one once so she she can crochet really well and good it is remarkable to to hold that thing in your hand you you could sort of begin to really understand how distances work um in this in this weird floppy 
uh, hyperbolic plane. It's really beautiful. Yeah, because it's another it's another way to get you know like to get our knowledge because mm -hmm. we do you know like we we need to feel it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not like when you are reading. Well, okay, if you are experienced cook, you can read a cookbook and taste like a recipe. <laughs> you don't like feel mm -hmm. tasting, mm -hmm. but actually the best is that you try to cook it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and then you taste and then, then, you know, like, that's when you really learned about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think in my experience making hyperbolic cro uh, crocheted planes, one of the, the lessons, the math lessons I learned the most from it is just exponential growth is even more than you think. Because yeah. I think... <laughs> The first one I made, I started with something like 10 stitches and I did, maybe it was a five to four increase ratio. And, you know, five or six rows down, I was like, am I ever going to finish this row? <laughs> just like, even a, you know, five to four to me, it doesn't seem like a big number. Like yeah. it's just barely above one. But if you, you know, mm -hmm. multiply it by itself a few times. Yeah. It takes well, a while. <laughs> I hope my my hope is when pandemic started and then people were told that this virus is spreading exponentially. Mm -hmm. I hope that at least those who had crocheted hyperbolic plane instantly <laughs> knew what it yes. is, what it means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then of course this also spawned this whole um like hyperbolic crochet reef. Uh, uh, re, uh, the, the reefs uh, that they would do. So our librarians here actually organized an, an exhibition. They put in the in the this this sort of display window in the front of the library. They got people to crochet, uh, you know, coral. Um, but it's still the same basic thing that that you you came up with. Well, it yeah. it just it it yeah. it came like that. All yeah. all came up. So yes, yeah. it's it's actually that came up that when that was from my very first lecture. Um, to the general audience, mm -hmm. and I was just thinking, okay, well, one thing is to showing it it mathematical object, but then I need something, you know, like that it's it's in real life too. Mm -hmm. And I remember that before that first talk, that's when I really was finding like a lettuce leaves, and I was finding mm -hmm. like some curly things, mm -hmm. and 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 then a sick and this, yes, and that gave an idea to see, you mm -hmm. know, like okay, here we go, it's it's in the nature, and then. That just span off, spin mm -hmm. off, you know, it's just a spin off yep. of yeah. that idea. Yep. Yeah. And I, I have to put in an advertisement for your book. Um, is it Crocheting Adventures in the Hyperbolic Plane? Is that the title? With. Uh, with yeah. Hyperbolic Planes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Crocheting Adventures with the Hyperbolic Planes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then there is like, there is another, uh, there is another one like, um, um, experiencing geometry fourth edition is open source and there is a lot of hyperbolic planes mm. in, oh, in that one too it's on pure project euclid mm -hmm. and yes yeah, so that's that's an open source that was like that was my husband's wish that it would be like an open source so mm -hmm. that's when i finished this fourth edition yeah so then that's that's there Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I just can't recommend, I, I haven't um, looked, or I think, I think I've think i looked at experiencing geometry, but not spent as much time with it as the crocheting one, because around the time I, you know, a friend gave me a little crochet kit, not because of math at all, just because like, oh, you like crafty things, you might like this. Mm -hmm. I happened to see your book, and so it was like this confluence and and your, your book has more than just this like making a plane there are a lot of other interesting math ideas that you put in there so i just can't 
can't recommend it enough. Um, and it won an award for weirdest title, didn't it? Of a book. Or <laughs> yeah, yes, that was what. Well, of course, that that's when it it was yeah, the strangest book title <laughs> in yeah. the Diagram Prize that went around the world. Of course, two years later, when I got an Euler Prize, which is like much more serious mm. and from <laughs> which, as I'm saying, the Mathematical Associations of Americas. Mm -hmm. So that press wasn't interested at all. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, the yeah strangest title, I guess, is a little little more headline grabbing yeah, or, right. or something like yeah. that. But yeah. yeah um, yeah, anyway, I know we, we sort of went on a diversion from triangles, but I'm glad we got to talk about the hyperbolic crochet a bit because yeah. it really, I think so many people have had positive experiences mm -hmm. with math and with experiencing, you know, geometry in a different way than just looking at it flat on a piece of paper thanks to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So um, we've, we've plugged your book, but we do like to give our, our guests a chance to share anything else if they'd like to, to share other resources or, um, you know, websites or anything like that for people to, uh, to look at. Well, when the book came out, I started to write a blog, which I, I, I can't like. It's called Hyperbolic um, Crochet Blogspot.com. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not very good of keeping it up so I'm not sure how Is many anybody? people are writing yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, so yes no but there are still there is a still lots lots of uh, material and and okay. like trying to answer answer questions and then of course like as I said like on a project Euclid for um, it's uh, under uh, on project Euclid looking for experiencing geometry so that mm -hmm. that is like the very newest newest book which I finished mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, so there are there are a lot of interesting geometric things too. If you are interested in geometry, that would be a good thing to look up. Okay. Yeah. And uh, particularly to teachers, because I added one of the appendices uh, suggestions from various geometry projects, which you can do in class. Because those were the questions people were sending me, like, okay, so what can we do in class, and what can be like some fun things we can do? So yes, I I was trying to help. So yeah. I hope it's helpful. I'm yeah, sure. wonderful. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. I'm really, really glad to get yeah. to talk to, with yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening to My Favorite Theorem, hosted by Kevin Knudsen and Evelyn Brown. The music you're hearing is a piece called Fractalia, a percussion quartet performed by four high school students from Gainesville, Florida. They are Blake Crawford, Gus Knudsen, Del Mitchell, and Bao Chan Wen. You can find more information about the mathematicians and theorems featured in this podcast, along with other delightful mathematical treats, at Kevin's website, kpkinson.com, and Evelyn's blog, Roots of Unity, on the Scientific American Blog Network. We love to hear from our listeners, so please drop us a line at myfavoritetheorem at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Kevin's handle on Twitter is at NivikNazdunk, that's Kevin spelled backwards, followed by Knudsen spelled backwards, and Evelyn's is at Evelyn J. Lamb. The show itself also has a Twitter feed. The handle is M-Y-F-A-V-E-T-H-M. That's at my favorite theorem. Join us next time to learn another fascinating piece of mathematics. <laughs>